been too long, huh? It's been uh, time to get back on that horse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Lanticho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to open up with a little quick-er take, just to fill you guys in on why we took a break last week, and... I don't know, just to just to kind of spice things up a bit, you know. Let's open up with something different. Also, we were just very indecisive what we wanted to record, a quick take or the movie we're about to do. So we're like, fuck it, let's do both of it and do something new. So that's exactly what we're doing. So, Carmella, <laughs> why did we miss last week? Why was last <laughs> week? <laughs> why, did we, why did we take a break last week, Carmella? Why did we take a break? <laughs> uh, we we took the week off. We went on vacation. Well, I did. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Vacation. That's what you call it. <laughs> yeah. That's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I like took time off work. You know, relaxed. Carol, my best friend, was in town, so we hung out, went out a lot. You know, we. I went to the beach, and I got hit. I actually got hit twice in the head. <laughs> Damn. The <laughs> by this, by one of them, um, one of them Carol, hurt so bad that you forgot about the other one. That you, you just forgot. Basically. Erased your memory. Basically. Erased my left brain and then the other erased my right brain. And then, yeah, the first time I got hit by the beach chair was like down, like my lower like jaw. And I was like, okay, like what the fuck? And then the second time was my right temple and that, yeah, that one actually made me feel really nauseous and I couldn't like gasp, <laughs> look left and right without getting like super dizzy. So our friend Carol, who is studying to be a PA, I'm just like throwing out credentials here. So it's more legit. Um, she, <laughs> <I know. laughs> You're citing your sources and everything. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, she uh, diagnosed me with a uh, mild concussion. So it was yeah it was great it was great i couldn't like <laughs> it was great it was so good i had to look straight for like five hours i couldn't like turn really uh without feeling like i had to throw up um but it was fine because i think i think later that night we just stayed in and we played clue and it was my first time playing um and i beat them twice so i, I think it actually made me a genius so as far as you remember you, you beat them mm -hmm. Sure. Oh my god, they let me win. I know, yeah, yeah. They're obviously They're like, like letting oh. you win. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, let her win. good job, Carmella. <laughs> she hit her head, let her win. <laughs> did your like did your neck hurt at all or like was the left and right movement more or less because you'd get like super dizzy? Uh it was mostly nausea. My neck, I don't remember it hurting. Like my head hurt, like obviously, but like I could uh I was like kind of sensitive to like bright lights and like some noise, so there was like kind of that. That was about it though. It was mostly nausea, oh, for sure. Okay. Did you and hear, like motion sickness? Have you heard about like I guess the rumor if you like fall asleep with a concussion you die? Yeah, that's not true. An old wives' tale, some may say. Yeah. And Sophia, um, <laughs> it's just funny because like uh, I also I think I had a concussion as well when I was like younger. Um, mm -hmm. I was like skateboarding and. Uh, I was skating with my friend and for some reason this friend was like doing fantastic that day and I got like jealous. So I was like trying to like up my what I was doing and which ultimately led me falling like on my head like Ooh, twice. Which like, part? My oh, left, twice? Left, so like I was going really was fast. Was I was trying to clear this gap. I was trying to clear this gap and then my wheel got stuck on like a crack and I was going really fast so like oh, my shit. body went flying. You, like, flew. Yeah and yeah. then like I landed on my side and then my head like kind of like tapped like one two like pop pop um, oh like against the ground yeah against the ground like I skipping see. rocks my head was a rock essentially <laughs> um and I was terrified because as like I was on the ground I was like am I good like can I still walk like yeah you know like that the the initial fear of like something happening to you because you hit your head but when I got up I was super like lightheaded and i was like kind of disoriented and stuff yeah so like i like tried to walk to the bathroom near there and like wash my head and everything and i was like just it just felt really weird like it felt like my head was like loosely on my neck like it wasn't exactly there like oh I had, yeah, yeah i had like support my like my head with my hands because like my neck wasn't like functioning right um, oh my god was, you had a way worse i mean it was like way harder for yeah sure. it you was like going yeah. fast and it was like at a height because obviously like i jumped and then bam bam 
and then like I remember just the rest of the day I just hold my neck like hold my like neck and head up because I couldn't like t- <laughs> I'd have to, like turn with my hand and stuff and like you didn't like go to the doctor no because I just thought I like fell like as a kid too I was like I was probably like 16 or whatever and like I think I, oh, I yeah, think yeah. most of us at that age did not want to go to the doctor like we all just try to avoid it if it had to do with like something physical at least that's for me like I always like if it was something physical I didn't want to go to the doctor but if I was sick of course I'd go to the doctor which is really weird but yeah so like I was the whole day I was kind of holding my neck and like looking around and stuff like that and then I remember the next day my neck was like super duper sore where like I couldn't you know like when you wake up you like lift yourself up and that sort of eases your neck too I couldn't yeah. lift my head up because like my ne- it hurts so bad so like I had to do the head the hand thing again like hold hold my head and the <laughs> oh neck and pick myself up I also didn't know I guess like at the time what a concussion was or like what that entails like you hear about mm-hmm. it every so often like oh someone gets hit in the head by something really big and things happen so I guess at the time I guess I didn't realize oh I could have had a concussion or I could have had something serious and think about it now whenever I think about it now I'm like oh shit I think I was concussed like I feel like yeah you were for sure concussed. <laughs> like for sure like 100% <laughs> <laughs> and like thinking about it now it's like oh shit maybe i should have got that like treated or looked at or something like i don't know if it, like it made brain damage that could affect me um, yeah maybe <laughs> do you think you changed i after feel like that? i don't know about after that but i feel like i have a decently good memory so i'm like maybe it was a good thing i had a concussion because like after that just like shook something back and <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah something got <laughs> yeah. knocked and right like it's like clink yeah yeah <laughs> and now i'm just like you know really good with memory it's kind of but yeah, it's just funny because like when you when I heard about that, I was like, oh shit, I also have a, like a concussion story, and at least you had someone that could actually diagnose you, other than me just like, right, I'm going to bed, might die, you know, according to the old wives' tale. But I guess I was good. No, no, no I'm fine now. I think. I'm- I feel like I hear so many of those kinds of stories. Carol has a similar story. She was like rollerblading, then she fell, hit her head down a hill, was mildly concussed. <laughs> like I don't how remember old is, any. Like, how old her- is she? Do you remember? Um, I think she was younger than you, like maybe like 12 or something. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe younger than that. So, you know, your head's still like forming. (laughs) Like she was still (laughs) like. That's what I'm saying. I feel like 12 years old is like kind of serious if you like hit your head. Yeah. Because that's where you're developing, right? So like what happens. You're right, right, right. I mean, you're still developing at 16 too. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We're both normal, I guess you can say. As one. I I mean, as normal as, we'll never know, you know. We'll never know what's normal. <laughs> we'll never know. I mean, I didn't know you pre-concussion. What a cliffhanger you know? there, Carmela. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> we'll see. I guess we'll never know. We'll see if you live another five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's fine. I'm part of that club. Maybe uh, not as you, severe though. You joined in. Not as yeah. severe. Now you. Yeah. I joined in. <laughs> I wanted to be part of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You told, you know, yourself to get a concussion so you could actually join in. in the, the Yeah, group, I yeah. told Carol she made it happen. We could invite somehow. you to the group chat. Yeah, if we have a group chat. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have a group chat? It's just called concussed. That's all it's called. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's stupid. Oh, man. Yeah. Did your friend, like, freak out when you fell or anything? I feel like I would have freaked out if I if your head was bleeding or something. It wasn't bleeding. The guy, I was actually with, like, multiple friends. The guy that was skating, I was skating with, was like just continued skating and I was like, oh, you okay? That kind of thing. My other <laughs> That's friend. That's a real skater. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you good, bro? Okay. Um, my other friend like picked me up because I like laid there for a little bit because I was kind of shocked. And like mm-hmm. I was also in front of other people. So he kind of like was like, get up. You're kind of embarrassing. You're, you're embarrassing yourself. So he like picked me up. <laughs> <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing yourself and me. This, okay, get up. This idiot got a concussion. <laughs> yeah. It's like a loser so skater kid. Um, but yeah, he picked me up and that's when I was like, I laid on my feet. I was like, oh shit. Like I was kind of like dazed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the other friend who was Chris, funny enough, was like, oh, you good, bro? I was like, oh yeah, fine, fine. And then... My friend Michael the one, was the one who kept skating. Yeah, Chris just kept skating. <laughs> My friend Michael was the one that picked me up and like was like kind of helping me out get to the bathroom. Well, yeah, I guess we're good now, huh? Right, right, concussy buddy, you know? <laughs> concussy Con- buddy. Concussy buddy. <laughs> Has Sophia had a concussion before? Let me ask, Sophia, have you had a concussion before? No, they have not. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next in line, uh, Sophia. Let's take, go. Take your pick. Beach chair <laughs> yeah, or you skate falling down off a skateboard. Or yeah. Like rollerblade. Rollerblade. We got we got options for you. We got options. How for do you, you. want to go? How do you want to go? How do you want to go? <laughs> how you want to join? How are we gonna initiate you in? How are we gonna haze you in? <laughs> that is why. Stand in a circle, straight. <laughs> beating them up. You could cuss yet. You could cuss. <laughs> you could cuss yet. How about now? You good, bro? Uh, All right. Uh, but yeah, that's why we took a break last week. And before we started recording, I was like, oh, I don't know. Should we do like a quick take? Should we do like talk to me? Because like talk to me came out kind of like is kind of like getting older now and. I still do want to talk about it. And then like quick take was just really fun because we both had concussions. So it's like relatable experience. So we're like, fuck it. Let's do both, which we're doing right now. So to start off the non quick take episode and into the real episode, we're doing the new film, new A24 horror film, as I should mention. Talk to me, directed by Daniel and Michael Philippiou, starring Sophie Wilde, Alexandra Jensen, Joe Bird, Otix. Dejanji, Miranda Otto, <laughs> and Zoe Tarakis. I definitely butchered a lot of those names. Um, but it's all good. Carmela, before we get into <laughs> the, meat, <laughs> the meat and potatoes of the film, talk to me. What were your expectations, context, preconceived notion, and sort of your feel for the marketing for this film? Because we've been talking about marketing a lot, I feel like, with movies. So, yeah, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I think the trailer was, like, so-so to me. I was like, okay, yeah, A24 horror. Like, I think the premise was, like, very straightforward. I think it wasn't, like, super scary to me. Like, whatever they showed or however, like, it was cut. I was like, oh, okay, that looks pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm going to see it no matter what. Uh, it didn't, like, stand out too much, but I definitely was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to watch it. And that's pretty much it. I don't think I really saw the trailer, like, over and over again. Because I kind of, like, understood it already. Yeah, and then when, like, the movie, like, basically premiered and, like, but, like, it started getting buzz, like, really, really positive buzz, I was, like, super curious. And it, like, basically, you know, enticed me to, like, want to watch it more because it was just getting, like, rave reviews. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, way... My impression was, like, normie trailer and then, like, rave reviews. I was, like like whoa what happened here like there's something like this movie must be really good so yeah i it just like enticed me to want to watch it more and yeah what was your impression of like the trailer specifically um for the trailer it was fine like it wasn't necessarily scary but i was definitely intrigued with it because it's obviously like a really interesting premise premise right like this haunted hand and they talk to it they go into this dimension whatever but watching the trailer I was pretty hyped. Like, it wasn't scary, but it was very intriguing where I'm like, oh, shit, that's so interesting. What is this about? Also, too, they had that dope-ass, like, hand animation for their A24 thing. You know, like, the mm, yeah, yeah, logo. Yeah. They had that the hand, cool. like, 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 broke the hand, made it too. It was dope. So, like, okay, that's sick. But, yeah, like you said, like, the trailer wasn't that interesting. I saw a second trailer, like, once after the initial trailer, and that trailer kind of made it, like, made me less excited, if I'm honest, because it kind of, like, showed a little bit oh. too much. And it had this, like, premise that I didn't think it was about. Like, it, they focused more on, like, smartphones in that trailer. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's what the movie's oh, about weird. kind of a thing. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of throwing a curveball and, like, of how I felt. But then, like you, I heard a lot of buzz. I heard a lot of things about it. A lot of people were talking about it constantly. We didn't make that free screening that we tried to do, like, that advanced screening. We didn't make it <laughs> yeah. in. Um, which I was like, okay, that's weird. That's never happened to me before. Um, so it must be really, really popping. But yeah, I, I was really excited for it. Obviously, A24, horror, interesting premise. It was all, everything that I want in a film, and it, it was something that I was very, very excited for. So without further ado, let's get into it. For the people that haven't watched it yet, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the film. So if you haven't watched the film yet, and you don't want it to be spoiled for yourself, stop the episode right here, go watch it, come back, listen to the episode. If, if you want to spoil it for yourself for whatever reason, Go right ahead. It's a semi-old film and, and trending standards now, I think. So, yeah, Carmela, do you want to give a little thought summary of the film? Talk to me. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits by using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill 
until one of them unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Whoa! Not supernatural terrifying forces. The worst kind of forces. Um, but with that bot summary, Carmela, how do you feel about the film Talk to Me? You gave it a straight don't tell him whoa just kidding give it a straight <laughs> straight opinion you did <laughs> so, so yeah how did you feel about the movie talk to me and i guess expand on your ratings you didn't let me say it <laughs> sorry okay okay i really 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 liked it first of all i hadn't been scared that scared i think in the theater f for a movie in like a really long time maybe like i don't even know i'm like i can't remember like basically long enough for me to not remember the last time i was that scared or i felt that much fear so that was great that was very thrilling like in terms of like wow i like finally felt something <laughs> which is sad to say but not like in like a more horror sense like uh i think at this point because we're such big horror fans like i feel like i've become kind of desensitized to like feeling too much of that tension like i still feel it but it's something i can easily anticipate yeah. but i think we're, we're experienced watchers here right? <laughs> it's not our first rodeo you know you if you drink the same bottle of water every i'm just kidding i i have no idea where that analogy yeah, was, was going like, what? but Dude, what what are you talking about <laughs> if you drink <laughs> if you eat the same thing every day for yeah it made me feel like terror like it did it made me feel a lot of like tension and suspense and all those like normal feelings you get from a horror movie but just like very heightened uh so that was very cool and the story itself i thought was very compelling i thought uh the strength was definitely in all of the characters like being set up, I think it set up a lot of those like very complicated relationships really like easily and very straightforward. Like in the beginning, you kind of understood all the dynamics going on, no matter like, even though there were so many characters, you understood from the get go, like how everyone feels about each other and like how complex and kind of integrated everyone is. And so when like, you know, shit hit, hit the fan, like you know what the consequences are, you know what's at stake and by that point like you are like i don't know you're feeling very emotional about these characters as well and you obviously don't want certain characters to get hurt you don't want to see them continue to get hurt and i think that was like yeah that was a huge strength i feel like just the setup of all these characters and then that ending which was insane <laughs> which i feel like was so perfect i think it like really I don't know. It was just, it was a very, very good ending in my opinion. And it, it, it felt very satisfying, cathartic in a very cruel way, but it was just, it was very satisfying. It was very cyclical and it felt right. We'll get in deeper into it. But yeah, I think this movie to me, like, was just very tight, tightly written, tightly like portrayed and like acted and all these things that I gave it five stars. Cause I honestly could not, Whoa. I had no complaints. Five stars. <laughs> no complaints no flaws i wouldn't change really anything and i just yeah i had a really really good experience and i think i'm like really excited to see what danny and michael Philippou like film next and write next so yeah josh i guess i won't say your rating yeah, but since you abruptly stopped me from years <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh yeah how did you feel about this movie um I feel the same way. I I was very enamored by this movie, and I still kind of am. Like I always think about, just I always think about it in general, and always think about like the future of it, just because I think it's really really fun and really really unique, right? Like this kind of like this relic that they have and they use as a portal for contacting spirits. Like you have so much potential for prequels, sequels, and I kind of want it just to be like, to be honest, like beaten to death because it's really cool coming from this initial film it's really cool seeing the potential it has to go on and on and on and, and have different storylines and have different people experience it and i think the ending to how it ended is sort of like what they're possibly going to do next like they kind of go into different almost seems like a different country and two they have the potential of prequels the origin of the hand the origin of the guy in the first part of the movie and i just really want to see it be used because it's a really cool idea and i think 
something like this could be like a popular IP like Jason's Mask or Freddy's Claw thing. I feel like this has the potential to be like the hand, you know, like the hand being in different like Halloween sources. I think there's there's a lot of potential with that I, this idea and not to mention too, I just had so much fun with the film. I felt the same way like you did. I was very, very terrified. I was very, very scared. And I was very, very intrigued too, just with the story and what what's gonna happen to the people, what like what who's gonna die, who's gonna survive, who are these people that they're talking to. Everything about it was just so tightly written, tightly structured as well. Like I think a lot of the writing was spot on and the writing was like perfectly paced as well, especially going through this kind of story and what and what happens in it. But yeah, I gave it a four point five. If I'm being honest, it's like a four point seventy five. Um like I, I'm very close to a five star if I'm being honest. I just like, I don't know. There's something, there's something small missing. I and I can't even put my finger on it because like, it, it's such a fantastic <laughs> film where like there's uh, <laughs> can put my hand on it. Is what you should say. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just a fantastic story, fantastic idea, and I just love how it's structured and played out. Just a little backstory. I actually watched it twice. So I kind of like saw it the first time, had my initial scares, creeps. Um, and the second time I had the same scares and creeps, but I was able to like focus on different things, um, especially when it comes to the story. I think there's a lot of foreshadowing, things hinting at the future of the film and things that sort of tie in together really nicely. Um, and I think we'll talk about the ending too later, but the ending I think is like the perfect like cherry on top, I feel like. Like... It was it was like very very satisfying seeing how the movie ended and, and what happened, um, like you said, very cathartic, but in a kind of a sad way, but also in a very sick way. Like when I saw it, I was like, ah, that's so sick. like I was like, yeah, that's so sick. But yeah, so for me who watched it a second time, there's a lot of foreshadowing when it comes to like the first time they use the hand, right? Mia does it first or something. Mia does it for her first time, and she's obviously freaked out by the spirit in front of her and and does the whole process of trying to get it done but she she um talks to the hand and it's very scary very creepy fantastic start of this film oh well i mean the beginning too is very fantastic but (laughs) fantastic introduction to the hand where she's like this really weird person really creepy voiced the process of like getting into the hand too is very scary where they like don't breathe for like a second and they have this like weird Mm, like breathing and like we're like like you know they have like a weird sound and and a sound of like rushing water almost like it feels like but yeah so mia goes into the the portal and talks to that person and essentially like focuses her attention to riley the younger brother and she says like oh they want you they really like you um something something about like running run 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 and she does that really creepy voice very creepy part um and as regards to like the movie obviously like the the demons like focused on him and focus on capturing him they like beat him up they like smash his head in they do that gnarly eye thing which i hope shay was able to dodge because it's freaking gross no he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> we were like trying to remember what i know you warned me and then i was trying to remember like what you said you said the second house or yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like technically the third house and was it, it was th- like Third, oh, because the first Te- house technically, was the, yeah, oh. yeah. And then yeah. he was like, "I'm gonna get Josh <laughs> for this," <laughs> yeah, because the He's second house. <laughs> so like when they get to like like way before before that house, they get at that second house. We're all like, "Oh my god, it's gonna happen here!" And then it didn't happen. We're like, "Okay, it must be the next house." <laughs> and so we were like just tense for a longer period of time. So yeah, he was upset about that. <laughs> so yeah so riley does gets beat up essentially gets like the worst of everyone i think when it comes to the hand and staying in the portal too long they essentially like like fuck him up he's in the hospital he's unconscious and essentially like it's sort of the process of the demons trying to get him i think the the rule of the hand was like if you die in the hand or if you die possessed as the hand or whatever like that then you die and they capture your soul forever essentially and that's essentially what they're trying to do with riley when they try to like smash his head and they continually try to like beat him up but as time goes on if you're away from the hand if you don't do the hand too much they start to get weaker and die off essentially which sort of like plays into mia's process of trying to save him like she's like Mm -hmm. reconnecting him with the hand she's like 
like with him in the hand portal next to him like she's like kind of like doing the wrong shit like she's like i know in the movie we're like oh yeah she's doing the right thing like i think she's like she gets it or something you know but like she just like was constantly making it worse making it bad when daniel did the hand it sort of foreshadowed uh later on their kind of leftover feelings for each other where daniel sleeps over at mia's house and they almost start kissing they start talking about like them having a crush on each other and then essentially mia sucks on his foot but the whole scene with daniel going through the hand was like him kind of being essentially just being horny this dude was like turned on by something and he's like essentially like kind of looking at like mia in a sexual way and then he gets it on with a dog starts making out with a dog um and it just sort of shows like daniel's sexual tension and and sexual frustration being this like kind of religious dude and and goody two-shoes where he's keeping his distance with you know his current girlfriend and then also conflicted feelings with mia who also seems like she he has like leftover feelings and leftover you know unfinished business with that especially when they get to the house it's like very very flirty very like oh my god he had such crush on me blah 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 and you're like all right we know what's happening here home wrecker we see this this weird situation and of course uh when riley gets possessed he's mainly the conduit for mia and tricking mia into thinking that like that's her mom and like it's so fascinating because when i watched the second time I, I realized why he was the one that was able to like be the conduit for her because she literally told him what happened last night and it, it sort of like reflects the fact that he has that memory in there and the demons know that and not to mention too when riley falls asleep there's like a black can that takes off his like earphones which sort of like represents like that demon also listening into their conversation listening to, into like what they they miss what they love what their emotions sort of uh go towards uh and i just think it was very fascinating watching it a second time and seeing these things kind of connect and make more sense as regards to the movie how do you feel about that did you notice any of those things and sort of like the sort of like foreshadowing in the beginning of these demons like stating their objective and stating what they want and then altogether kind of executing it throughout the film uh not the headphone one yeah definitely not the headphone one but i knew like what's it called the one like pretending you don't you don't know that it's pretending to be mia's mom at that point but you kind of like know something sketchy is going on because they don't show her they don't show like the demon really right or do they i forget no they don't um, sh- they don't show riley specifically they just show him like being possessed he just show, by he's the, just like reacting right by the yeah. mom quote unquote by the mom yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah i don't know i feel like at that point there's like alarm bells ringing you're just like wait like oh is it really her is it her and then like at that point when he starts like bashing his head in you're kind of like oh wait what the fuck and then i i like how they show you uh mia like has her hand on the hand too um along with riley so you're like wait okay so they're like both like conduits basically and that kind of like you know tells you literally tells you like oh mia's like opens this door wide open like for anything to like enter or exit yeah she like forces him like they're about to Mm -hmm. unclip the hand but she like puts her hand over it and like yeah yeah, yeah. let's let's further go into this which in my opinion like i get it it's your dead mom but also extremely selfish on her part obviously where it's these demons trying to get him and you want to stay longer because of this like little inkling that it's your mom but at the same time like i feel like you should have I know she should have been more aware for Riley's well-being because obviously he's a little kid. They're already sketched out about him doing it and they wanted to keep him there for a certain amount of time because he's a little kid, because he's weaker and stuff like that mentally. So I feel like, I don't know, she should have been more aware of how Riley may react being under so long. And then of course too, like they run into the brother of the guy from the previous possessing and he kind of tells everyone the rules about the hand which for the first time for some reason when i watched it the first time i really didn't like take note i was like oh he's just kind of saying things like how could he be positive of this but then seeing it the second time like he had it spot on he had it like oh they could mimic people the longer they're away from the host they die off quicker they make you see things 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 of that nature and then like seeing it again i was like oh shit i guess the rules of the hand were right for him like i think that was something that i really didn't understand the first time did you understand like how accurate those rules were when um the brother of the dead person in the beginning said it yeah i don't know i don't think there was anything for me to lead me to believe he was like lying or anything 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like well, like him popping up again like made sense to me since that's kind of like what we first see uh, from the get-go. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that wasn't something I like doubted. Huh. Maybe I'm just a knucklehead not paying attention. Maybe you're like paranoid. Yeah, like, yeah so I don't like, to believe. Yeah, like, I, like, are exactly. they are spirits lying to me? Yeah. Like, His brother's dead. He obviously didn't do a good job of like listening yeah. to the rules. <laughs> yeah. One fun thing, and like I think something that was unique in this film was the over usage of the hand. Where like if someone had a Ouija board or something that was possessed, they wouldn't have abused it as much. Like they usually people use Ouija boards one time and then throw it away or, or ask a different question. But I, I was so fascinating about the way that they use this hand where they go to the house, they all start doing it, like happy music starts playing, they all like get possessed like five times in one night. And I was like, damn, it's, it's so weird that they kind of portray it like this because it also feels like this could be like a metaphor for drugs and alcoholism. And especially when it comes to Mia where she afterwards is still obsessed with trying to talk to her mom, still obsessed trying to contact that second, you know, that... uh alternative like dimension of of dead people and she keeps using it and she's pushing away all her friends her family people are trying to like get her to listen and try to get her to like calm down and things of that nature her dad is trying to open up to her and try to like make sure she's okay but she's kind of rejecting all those uh, those connections those families those friendships those relationships and it kind of makes her life harder and obviously at the end it makes you know the decisions in her life end up where she's ending up so I was like kind of fascinated by the idea of the the fun and the addictive nature they had with the hand, even though it's something that's extremely dangerous and extremely scary. They they have this like joy with it, you know. They they constantly use it. They have fun, and a lot of the mannerisms and things and steps they take to use the hand is kind of reminiscent of drugs and alcohol. You know, they strap down their like arms, they, like try and make sure they're they're safe in one spot. And then they move and convulse in crazy ways that are reminiscent to, to certain ways people react to drugs or alcohol. So I was just so fascinated by that. And like, I kind of like want to get your take on it. Do you think this is sort of like that sort of metaphor or symbolism for drugs and alcoholism, addiction and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, I th- possibly. I, I, yeah, I feel like like that could be one possible like subtext. Like the connections are pretty clear too. I like how like, was her name her name was Mia the main character right I like how she um when Riley asked her like how it felt she the way she described it too was like oh I felt like you know like I never felt this way I felt lighter like I felt like I took a backseat or something like that it felt incredible so yeah that's pretty in line with like yeah like how like an upper right <laughs> like how you'd feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah um taking like an upper or something and like doing it over and over again like yeah another hit another hit yeah and the idea of like them kind of keeping it away from like the underage kids, right? Riley and his mm-hmm. homie like know he shouldn't do it and the idea of like him trying to look cool and trying to do it like experience that high that they had or maybe to impress his friend, it's like, oh, interesting that like they sort of portray it in this way. They wanna give him a lesser amount than usual to like ease him in. Um, which of course doesn't end well. But yeah, I just thought it was fascinating because I think it sort of portrayed it in that way, especially when they were dealing with these high school kids or these older college kids and stuff like that i just thought it was fascinating that they kind of like connected that even if it wasn't on purpose it, that's what i sort of felt but the way that they mm-hmm. connected it was yeah. so fascinating and i want to talk about the ending which we sort of been saving here i very very good very fantastic and this is the ending is sort of why like i keep thinking about it because it's such a great great ending and it, it really it really gave me that satisfaction for this film um but let's get into it how did you feel about the ending one thing i really want to ask is like i've heard different arguments for this but at the end obviously she's about to like kill riley and the sister sees him she runs down and whatever happens out during that time mia ends up on the street dead i want to ask you and what you think do you think mia was pushed by the sister or do you think mia jumped herself to sort of save riley in the sense of like she knew what she had to do and had to like kind of end it all to make it right with everyone else which which side do you think you're taking here did she was she pushed pushed or was she jumped or did she jump on her own accord 
Yeah, that's um Shay and I actually like had the same convo like in the car on the way back and like he and I like took different or had different like interpretations. So he think or he thought she killed herself or like she jumped in the street to save Riley on purpose and I thought, I didn't even think about the sister, I thought she was pushed by uh, her mom, the spirit, or the, per, the demon pretending to be her mom, the one who got behind her. And so, cause I was like, uh, and then like in conclusion, like we were like, oh, we, I think it's on purpose that we don't know. Like obviously it's not like confirmed or like denied. And I think the, even Mia's mom's death is also, it kind of like parallels the ambiguity of that too. Like, did her mom kill herself or did she accidentally overdose? Like what happened there? You actually don't really know, even though like they kind of give you another answer in the movie where they make you, where they tell you like, oh yeah, she has this letter. Like the dad reads the letter, but you're also like, wait, is that letter real? Like, was that written by the demon? Like, you don't know. So I think that ambiguity for both uh, Mia's death and her mom's death, like, is actually a really cool, like, thing that is, like, the same. Like, it's like, wait, you actually have no idea what they did. That's a good point. I didn't realize that. That's really, really good. I never realized, like, because I knew they made it ambiguous, right? That's obviously why, like, we talk about if she killed herself or she was pushed. But the idea of how it connects to her mom and how we don't know if she also overdosed or didn't overdose um is kind of ambiguous and left up to us as well is very interesting and and i like how that connects to this to me as well because i'm also very unsure like i don't obviously don't know what happened if she was pushed or if she killed herself i think my initial reaction was that the sister pushed her because just in the nature of like trying to defend your brother right like he's about to get pushed over if anyone tried to kill my brother or anyone that i love like i would obviously push the attacker right i would try to neutralize the attacker before it happens but the way that it's sort of framed was interesting because obviously like we don't really know if she did jump or if she was pushed whether by the sister or by the dead mom that wasn't really the dead mom but yeah that's so fascinating damn i like that connection also too with the ending i just want to talk about like the whole ending scene right it's it's her being confused she's in the hospital like everyone's lives is kind of like moving on um, and then at the end, like the hospital goes dark. She looks in a mirror and she doesn't see herself. She was scared of that, but she doesn't see herself. <laughs> and then, and then like comes completely black. And then of course, like you see the hand over a candlelight, the music starts swelling up. And then like she touches the hand and then she's like teleported to like another country. It seems like they, they're, t- they're speaking a different language and she's like looking around the dudes in front of her is freaked out and then bam, it ends. I was like, Oh shit, that's fucking sick. I love that. Like kind of honestly sad ending where like she's like lost in darkness and lost in the dimension that she didn't want to be in. But it's so good. Cause it like sort of like creates in itself, obviously a sequel or, or potentials to have different stories with the hand, but also it's just like, like the fantastic, like, connection of the whole film of like becoming the thing that you're scared of right and becoming the thing that you know that you don't want to be like is is dead and a spirit of like this this hand and it's just so great and it's cathartic in such a sad but also awesome way in my opinion where she like (laughs) realizes who she is where she's at is just so great to watch and i was just like oh fuck that's so sick like in the theater let's go (laughs) even though it was like kind of sad i was like let's go (laughs) (laughs) but yeah what did you think about the ending how do you feel about that sort of like last sort of couple scenes there yeah i thought it was like you said like so satisfying but in such a sad way and i'm like the thing I'm wondering is like why why is it so satisfying to us to see Mia end up that way and to see yourself <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. I think you know a part of us I feel like is kind of satisfied to see her co- like the consequences of her actions and like the suffering she kind of imposes on like uh, her selfishness, you know, imposed on like Riley and he's suffering and we actually don't know if he's like really saved in the end. We just see kind of a happy version of what may- might have happened. So that's satisfying enough for us, I guess. But yeah, I think it's weird. Yeah, we like want to kind of see to see Mia like fall like on her actions and like 
her being put in place of where she like of the thing she was like messing with it's like okay now you're the ghost like you're playing with fire now you're the fire and yeah it is it is really odd but i feel like it is such a like almost ancient trope you know like having that comeuppance it's like oh yeah if you're selfish like you're gonna have shit like it's like karma right it's like kind of karmic and yeah it's like weirdly like like weirdly like primally like satisfying it's like so weird isn't it like i don't know how to, to explain yeah. it but like it it kind of like tugs at like that like very satisfying human thing that everyone like shares it kind of like yeah i, I get what you mean like that that primal like idea of like oh yeah like she fucked with it now she gets what she that's coming to her but also yeah. kind of sad because it's like i don't know she doesn't really deserve that right like i don't think anyone deserves that but in our heads we're just like yeah see you play dumb games get dumb prizes <laughs> mia you, you learn your lesson but also it's like kind of extreme like i don't know <laughs> I feel like that sucks yeah, for her. <laughs> exactly. like it's not but like in our head like yeah, we're like yeah. oh yeah like no one deserves this but in our in like our primal gut like feeling we're like yeah like that's why you're like reacting like yeah that's so sick like, <laughs> that's fuck yeah uh, am oh i part God. of the problem <laughs> <laughs> am i the problem did i play with fire i know did, am <laughs> yeah. i playing with fire right now but yeah great ending i think it's so good especially when, when we're dis- dissecting it now it, like makes a lot more sense and i just want to ask you something carmelo would you talk to the hand would you talk to no, the head? The fuck? <laughs> no, fuck no. <laughs> okay, well, this, there's no point in asking this because we're both Catholic. We both know we're not gonna, or we were Catholic. We both know the, the repercussions. <laughs> we both know. We both know the repercussions. Like no, like religious or ex-religious person would have touched that thing. Like fuck no. Yeah, it's so fascinating because it's so fucking scary. Like it's, it, it's like, <laughs> like. It's actual materializing in front of you. If I, that ever happened or if it had potential to happen, I'm like, no way, dude. I I believe in like got, Ouija boards. Yeah, no. I would never still. No. I would never fuck with a Ouija board either. Ever. Like no. even though we're not like, like if that. <laughs> even if, though we're, we're not strong <laughs> believers of it, we're just like <laughs> still precautions, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't care if it's fake. I don't care if it doesn't work. Like I'm not even gonna like try. And if I went as far as like even seeing something, I would probably find God again. Like I would return <laughs> to God. Like I would probably like I don't know. <laughs> Turn back to <laughs> quick, quick converted. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I would, Catholicism, you hear that? Just find so something fast. possessed. Dude, don't <laughs> scare even people. fucking say that. Don't even say that. Um, anyways, um, I'm assuming you would not talk to the hand, right? Yeah. If, you, if someone paid you a lot of money, would you do it? Like, a ton of money. Yeah, I would not talk to the hand. I think something of the anything of that nature honestly scares the shit out of me. Like, even Ouija boards, which I know is made like Mattel... Like, it's not, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. actually made by... I'm still scared of those. Like, I, that's the idea yeah. of, like, something can like, happen, right? Like, the possibility. Exactly. Um, like, even, like, welcoming something, some bad energy is, like, not... Yeah, I'm not down with that. Like, I don't even care if it's not <laughs> the, a spirit. The, the or, potential is there, and I don't <laughs> want to... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to... Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't um, want any part of that. <laughs> but you said, like, if I was paid to do it, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah what if they were like we'll pay you 500 million dollars oh my tax god free. 500 million honestly 500 million dollars <laughs> like i would wa- obviously want to take the right steps right like i want to like you know make sure someone pulls the hand off me make sure they blow up the candle you would do it honestly i would if i'm being Damn. serious here that's like a lot that's like life-saving that's worth money 500 million dollars yeah, is worth bro. your soul i think so <laughs> that's what your soul is so, <laughs> not like the right price to me i don't know my soul ain't worth that much <laughs> oh my god and look okay so like also too i would like to know like i don't think that's possible but like a guarantee obviously like it can't re-enter me i think there's no guarantee that's true there's no but, guarantee. but like there's in the no movie, guarantee if it's the same guidelines as the, as the movie right you have the people that did do it now they're like kind of chilling because they took the proper steps like daniel obviously and then the two guys that had the 
the actual hand, they seem like to be doing fine, right? They don't seem to be like tripped out about the spirits. They did it so much. So if we're aligning with the guidelines of the film like that, then yeah, I would do it for $500 million. Like, I think that's, yeah, I think I would do it, honestly. You wouldn't do it? Okay. 500 mil? But the thing is, okay, you had to do it with a random group of people, and you don't know any of them. Random so one of them could have a dead mom, and that dead mom <laughs> could possibly be the one. Oh, you're, so you're, you're literally, like, recreating the movie. So, like, I become I'm the dead recreating mom. This. My head gets bashed into the wall. I take my eye out. Yeah. <laughs> you said you have to go through Riley's pain. No. I, okay, then no, obviously. Is that worth $500 million? <laughs> At that million point, it's dollars. not, because I'd be donezos. I think I'd die from that. I don't think But that's, I'd... like, what could happen. Oh, my know. God. <laughs> I have all their, like, resumes. Okay, dead mom, you know. <laughs> normal normal <laughs> no but you don't tension. you don't know there's, so there's like Ugh. a chance but you're just saying like that person could be there mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. literally, literally the word the most the worst spiritual like person could be in the room where like they fucked with yeah. similar things yeah Ugh, i guess not it's like rush it's like demon russian roulette i know literally yeah. what the hand is like damn I don't know. I guess not. I guess that's true. Ugh. Your soul is not worth five million. I hate that. I hate that part where it's like I could die. Like I don't want to die. Obviously. I hate I that part die. too. <laughs> yeah, I hate that part where I could die. <laughs> well, it wouldn't only be you either. It's like you could. It would possess you, and then you would like kill other people, and then you'd kill yourself. You would kill your true, family members true. first, and then you would kill yourself. But that's what I'm saying. That's like the proper steps, like the proper steps, seem to work for like everyone else. Like, seems like what one out of five person gets fucked up, right? It was actually two. It was like two out of six. You're trying to estimate your chances. <laughs> yeah, trying to, feel, <laughs> trying to figure a, out the percentages. Like, there's oh, only a fifteen percent chance. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, two out of six. That's a you know quarter. <laughs> I guess not. Ugh. Like I would do it if there's like the steps are there right i, I don't want to like have to be scared for my life the conditions would have to be the same for yeah it to be fair. i know that's true that's true. i can't there would have to be yeah. a mia in the room <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed um guaranteed someone with a dead yeah. like loved one. Oh man that sucks that does suck i guess not i guess not um, i guess not i would also not <laughs> I don't even not even with the same conditions I wouldn't really not like, the same no. like the same conditions no like, fuck what? no you would never even okay interesting fuck no <laughs> I can't <laughs> she's terrified <laughs> oh man um but before we go into any further Carmela is there anything you'd like to rewrite of the film talk to me anything you want to change see more of see less of I don't think you do because you gave it a five stars but we'll see is there anything you know you're right no thank you i thought it was perfect basically <laughs> i'm on the same boat too i know i gave it like a 4.75 four and a half but i don't know there's something there that could be elevated a little better um i just can't point it out but it's like damn near perfect for me because everything about it the story the scariness of it the creepiness of it um the system of the hand the way that they you know have the hand and everything like that all great and i i love it so much that i want more my rewriter's corner is i wish it was longer just kidding <laughs> um but, but that sequel i know which which brings us to the next subject the future of talk to me whoa so as like i guess the whole role that was happening with the movie i think either danny or michael or both of them the, the directors kind of talked about how they are like already shot or wrote or made a prequel or something which is kind of crazy but then the a24 instagram announced that like there's a sequel in progress so i don't know if they're gonna have a prequel or a sequel but the future of the film is already expanding and i want to ask you what do you think about that where do you think it should go where would you like the story to go but yeah how do you feel about the future of talk to me slash the creepy hand thing i like that we're getting like more story mileage out of the hand which is cool i guess like for me i'm like i don't know how i feel about this like french the franchise the franchisification of like horror films in like the a24 like with like studio I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It feels too... It feels very... It's like borderline like 
you know, like grubby, you know, I'm like, oh, like, why are they like pushing like franchises like all of a sudden? Like this feels more like Blumhouse, more like, I don't know, like another like studio, like bigger studio vibes. Not to say like, you know, obviously like Pearl and like X were really fun and enjoyable. And I feel like was kind of the blueprint. But seeing how it's kind of like a trend now, I guess, or like this is like what they're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me feel some type of way. I'm kind of like, ugh, A24, like, what's going on? Like, I thought we were not going to be like this. Because, like, the main appeal was, like, you know, it was a smaller studio. It was, like, more curated, like, selection of movies that are released. And, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's great. I like that they are going to make more money, but it feels a little grubby. Interesting. Yeah, how do you feel about it? You don't feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me being blinded by A24, but you don't think like A24 does this because they believe in the directors or writers so much that they think they could sort of stretch out this storyline or you don't think like the whole sequel prequel thing wasn't in like their contract or they didn't talk about it before you just think like they want the money money like a24 is selling out here like i said it like feels borderline like it's not enough for me to be like like oh like they just want money out of this like they're really like stretching like the story like because it's weird because talk to me could like for me it could work as like a one-off or and we can see the potential for it to be like stretched right i mean it's obvious now like after seeing the whole movie that we see a clear like beginning like a clear prequel and also like a a high potential for a sequel so it seems like they planned this from the start and it wasn't like oh let's just submit this like movie and like see what comes out of it kind of thing it seems like it was planned these are all assumptions right so under these assumptions it feels more grubby to me because i'm like oh they're like planning for sequels and they're planning for franchises now like what does that mean for like the larger future Man, I can't believe the blasphemy on A24 here. Wow. How, how far we you, you've fallen. Not me. You've fallen. <laughs> I've fallen. You. <laughs> what do you mean? A24 has fallen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm not totally like, oh my God, they're selling out. Like, what the fuck, guys? Um, I'm just kind of keeping an eye. No, I got it. Close eye, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got the magnifying glass out. I get it, though. I get like... The idea of like, oh, we're going to make a prequel sequel right off the bat. I'm just fascinated by it because like, as far as I know, they really don't do that with any other of their property. Like they don't really do sequels or prequels that, or even exist for that matter. I'm not sure if they've had any prequels or sequels, right? I don't think A24 has any movies that have that. Except for X, obviously. X and Pearl were the first. Yeah. Oh no, no. It was um, the one with Tilda Swinton. The Souvenir? The Souvenir. Yeah, there you go. That was the one that had like a sequel? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so there's that and then obviously X and Pearl. But they usually don't do that, which I'm kind of like... That's why I'm like not as speculative as you where I'm like, oh no, they're doing it for the money. Because it seems like they're doing it for select films and select horror films Mm -hmm. for that matter. So I'm not sure if like they just believe in like that director writer whatever or if maybe the director writer came up with it and told him like hey i have a potential for more things or maybe they asked him for it who knows but i for one am fine with it okay i'm fine with the sequel prequels because even before that i was really down for a talk to me sequel prequel already so i'm fine i'm cool you know get your money right now a24 but if you do anything crazy carmela's gonna talk call you out on it not me carmela is <laughs> it sounds like not me not me carmela is <laughs> But yeah, no, I get it though. I, I totally understand because it does it does seem a little even too like the announcement was kind of like one off where it's like oh we're having a sequel it's just the hand again like very lazy marketing for that matter and I guess too with like X it was kind of it it was already planned out beforehand like I think mm-hmm. that was the yeah, initial the idea. trailer showed yeah the trailer <laughs> literally after Red X so we're like okay we're having another one so maybe you know it's different this time maybe they're just like oh it did so good sequel or like they you know sort of do the whole big studio thing where they see how much money they make on the box office and then they'd be like oh my god so good we need another one blah 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 who knows but i for one am and very excited for a sequel or prequel from talk to me i i want to see more from this i want to see more lore 
more explanations. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Do you remember when um, Marvel movies started having like after credit scenes? You gonna compare? <laughs> Do you? Rem- <laughs> I'm just saying this is like my worst fear. This is okay, my worst so, fear. Yes, I have. So, Go on. So do you remember when they started doing that and at first it was like kind of exciting. You're like, oh, I got to stay after the credits. Like, you know, so we can like learn about what the next Marvel movie is going to be and like what they're building up to and shit. Like what's the new character going to be? And it was like really cool, really exciting. Every Marvel movie was like an event. It felt like exciting, very important. And, you know, now we're like tired we feel like so disconnected from like the, <laughs> now we're you know, tired every story we're tired yeah, yeah. like every nothing means anything like they'll show something and you're like okay this doesn't mean anything you're like kind of dejectedly staying in your seat like against your will almost and you check <laughs> on your phone to, to see, see if there's, if there's an end scene? credit yeah, scene yeah. exactly and it's like this depressing thing like it's you're just like oh, i guess i gotta stay or like, oh, no, I don't have to stay. Like, we can skip it, you know? So what I'm afraid of is a future where we're, like, anticipating any A24 horror, A24 horror movie, like, to have some post-trailer, some post-sequel announcement, and we're going to be like, oh, like, should we stay after the credits? Oh, there might be a trailer for a sequel for this movie. Yeah, I just, like, don't want to feel that way about our beloved A24, (laughs) their releases, their horror films. Like, I guess to me, I'm like, I don't want to be like, oh, A24 is coming out with a horror film. Oh, I wonder if it'll be a franchise. I do not want that to be my first thought, like ever. That sucks, ass, you know? And now, because this pattern's happening, I'm kind of like, oh, like, this is gonna be the norm? Like, I don't know. So anyways, I just I just illustrated to you my worst fear. We'll see. <laughs> but now I hope you I hope you understand like why that and that comparison is such a stretch. Obviously, the MCU and A24 are so different, but it's it's more of the pattern that I'm getting at. The pattern of like viewing and training us to almost like to stay in a theater to like train us to think these preconceived like notions before even like you know seeing the film like knowing like what the movie is about yeah anyways that's it (laughs) i get your paranoia i do i totally get it because i think with x that's sort of the first thing that happened they have like the trailer at the end to be fair this movie didn't have any after credit scenes it was just like they had the movie and then they announced it instagram so you know cutting them slack and of course too like the whole x thing is very very fascinating because it kept it kept doing that with each sequel and i think we didn't really like weren't sure if there was actual a trilogy or if we found out about it and just like oh yeah let's wait for the trailer kind of a thing i'm not sure how that worked out i don't remember but i get your worries i do i do i'll write them down and i think i think we'll, we'll all feel it right we'll feel like the 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 formula starting to happen where like we're watching this like new a24 horror film uh we say we so happen to say after the credits because we're talking whatever and then all of a sudden like fucking like uh nick fury of the horror films comes out and like <laughs> yeah. recruits like fucking tony collette and the next film whatever i could i could see it i totally understand your worries i hope it's not happening and that's so fascinating that it's gonna happen with like horror films like it's so interesting like that's yeah, the thing they're weird. gonna, they're gonna yeah. like, capitalize on which is kind of funny well I, it's i feel like it's their most common release no like that genre horror yeah that's it's true. their most popular yeah, i feel that's their money their money cow there there's a cash cow that's their money that's the the money maker right there so i do get it i, I am i actually kind of do want to see it because that's really funny to think about like just like the fact that we're <laughs> staying after credits for horror films for something else to happen that's so funny i actually want that to happen now that i'm thinking about Why? it it's just so funny <laughs> just to be like <laughs> waiting after the credits for a horror film and then we see something like i don't know a trailer i hope there is like a connected universe that'd be so funny of course it'd be funny for that one instance and i'd be very sad afterwards i was gonna say like (laughs) who's gonna be laughing like me i'm uh, I'm like like laughing in the theater (laughs) you for a moment and then it's gonna turn to tears (laughs) i don't (laughs) know but yeah i I, we're wary of it obviously but for now that obviously is not happening one can hope i hope they're not creating a plan for uh, a horror universe of i know we just gave them this idea right now <laughs> they're just rubbing their hands listening ah yeah 
<laughs> oh my god but yeah hopefully that's not the future if it is the future just maybe one instant so i can laugh at it but yeah this has been our episode on talk to me fantastic film can't wait to see more of it can't wait to see where they go with it very very scary very fun love the idea but this has been our episode on it thank you guys so much for listening my name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at the Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at Cat Malau. And you can follow us on Instagram at Watch With Sound. If you made it this far, please make sure to rate us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe leave us a comment on Instagram, join the conversation, let us know what you think. If you do that already, we thank you. We definitely notice, and it really helps us out. So we appreciate that a lot. We also have a supporter program on Spotify that allows you to subscribe for us. To us for as little as 99 cents a month which would really help us a lot as well only if you're able to of course but with that thank you for listening everybody and keep on watching for 500 million dollar deals to talk to the hand let's go <laughs> spirit make me a millionaire let's go <laughs> <laughs>